This is a story about control. My control. Control of what I say, control of what I do. And this time I'm gonna do it my way. I hope you enjoy this as much as I do. Are we ready? I am. Cause it's all about control. a little bit. That's all right, right? <laughs> all right. Let me put this down. Oh, wrong side. All right. It's confession time. Is everybody ready? Everybody ready? All right. I'm a believer. We're going to start over. I'm a believer. Not a, Not a doubter. Strong in faith. Strong in faith. Giving glory to God. Glory to God. One, more One more time. I'm a believer. Not a doubter. Not a doubter. Strong, in Strong in faith. Giving glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. There's my 11 o'clockers. Awesome. So before we get started, I thought it would only be fair if I warn you what we're talking about, so you'd have plenty of time to either exit out the back doors or be the first to get up to the altar, whichever, whichever one suits you. <laughs> you decide. So if you remember, last week Pastor John kicked us off into a new series titled Alter Ego, right? And he talked to us about our, our need to lay down our inadequacy at the altar, Right? Our feelings of inadequacy at the altar. And we talk, when we talk about ego, we talk about who we think we are. Right? And so when we talk about laying it down, we want to talk about laying it down so that we can be all that God says that we are. Right? Lay down who we think we are and in exchange for who God thinks that we are and says that we are. Amen? Amen. All right. So this week... Hold on. We're headed full throttle into talking about laying down our need for control. I know Janet kind of gave it away already, but anyways, I thought because of that, maybe I should take control and we'll pray first. All right. God, thank you so much. You are an amazing God. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for everything that you are, have designed in this day, God. This is your day. That you created, God. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this place to invade our hearts, to invade our spirits, to invade this atmosphere, God, for everybody that came in, that they can just cast aside everything that they came in with, everything that they were thinking about. Thank you for the amazing worship, God, that's leading us now into your word, God. Your word is the one that says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So increase our faith, Lord, as we hear it. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. 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 Okay. So how many of you can be honest and say in some area of your life, you like to have control? Like, right? Yes. 
Okay, I thought you might agree with me. Okay, so if you're writing things down, thank you, Jesus, for those pieces of paper. You're going to start getting those every single week. But there's a place on the back where you can take notes. So your, your Bible's going to be so full. You're just going to have so many papers in there. If you're writing things down, I want you to first ask yourself the question and then write it down. What is it that I'm trying to control? What am I trying to control? Okay? All right. I bet you probably wonder why I have these skis with me. Sorry, I'm going to move this a little bit for a second. Um, All right. So, I thought it would be an easy way to, like, drive a point home that you can really see. Right? It's kind of, I know, like the children's pastor coming back out of me. Like, I like to have all these props. Right? But visuals help us all. Right? Yes. Okay. So, Water skis. I think I'm going to need one more thing. I'm going to need a rope. I've got that as well. Okay. Oh, thank you. You did it just like the boaters do it. That was so good. Okay. So, I've told you this before. In the middle. Okay. I've told you this before, but when I was growing up, when I was little, every summer we would travel to the island. Okay, And the island was a place where we would boat and fish and swim and hike and walk around the island and do all those fun things you would as a kid, right? Well, another thing that we did, or that I did, was that I got to watch several different members of my family learn how to water ski and fail how to water ski and fail at water skiing, right? Now, I think I've even got a picture of my best cousin up on the water. Yep, that's Katie killing it out in the water. She was a great skier. But every year, little Dana would sit on the dock, and I would watch as my Aunt Mary gave instructions to every person in my family. She would tell them how to get up on the skis, right? Because everyone wanted to learn how. So every year, I'd hear the same instructions. Keep your ski tips up, just like this, right? Good visual, right? Put the rope in the middle. Very good. Crouch down in the water, like in a ball, and hold on tight, right? That the boat would pull you up out of the water. Every year, had heard the same thing over and over and over, over and over and over. Ski tips up, rope in the middle, crouch down, hold on tight, you're going to get up. Well, I didn't exactly have the courage to do it ever, ever. I watched every year as everybody else did it, and everybody else fell in the water every year. Now, I'm going to choose to blame my cousins and my brother, because they told me if I went too deep in the water that the muskies were going to eat my toes. So, I never learned how to ski. I was too afraid of the muskies. But, when I was about 18 years old, I had friends of mine that asked me to go out boating and to go water skiing. They said, come on, it's going to be so fun. Let's go out in the water. I'm like, of course. I love the sun, love the boat, love it. But you know what was coming because we were sitting in the boat and they were all having a good time skiing and I'm watching, remembering all these things. And they turn around and they're like, Dana, do you want to ski? And I was like, (laughs) um, well, but... By this time, I had done a lot of snow skiing, a lot of downhill snow skiing, because I love the snow. You know, I love the snow. So I I was a little bit feeling courage that day. So I thought, you know what, I'll give it a try. 
right? I'll just, what, could, what possibly could happen, right? So I'm like shaking in the water. I was so nervous, right? They didn't, didn't see me. They just thought I was cold because the water was cold. So I get down in the water. I got my skis on. I got my ski tips up, right? Got my rope in the middle. I'm crouched down in the water in a ball. I'm down, holding tight. And something amazing happened. I got up. First try. Like, what? First try. How many water skiers are out there? Yes. How many of you know it's not usually the first try? It's usually at least the third or the fourth or the... Yeah. Usually. But I got up. I couldn't believe it. I just, I have to attribute it to all those years of listening to what you were supposed to do. So I'm skiing, going around the lake. I'm even starting to get a little brave. You know, I'm going up and over the wakes, you know, back and forth, you know, going round and around and around the lake, right? Having a blast. Kicking myself by this time, of course, because I could have been doing this all these years and I would have had such a good time. Don't get me wrong, I didn't kick off the one ski. I wasn't going all slalom crazy or anything like that. But I had a great time. It was amazing. Until the next day, um, I think there was one um, particular instruction that I didn't listen to very well. And that was the one where you were supposed to um, let the boat pull you and not try to hold the boat right? I had strained, I had hold, I've clenched this handle so tightly and closely to my body that I strained all the muscles in my arms, that my arms were spasming. Anybody ever have that? When you couldn't even like lift your arm to like just brush your hair or wipe the tears because it hurt so bad, right? It was crazy. So, I was trying to control the boat. What is it that you're trying to control? Is it situations or circumstances that you're in? You see a particular outcome. You see it's supposed to go a certain way. Is it your finances? Are you as generous with the money that you give than you are with the money that you keep for yourself? Or have you manipulated, you're not going to like this one, I'm sorry, your bill money to buy that new blank? Ouch. Don't worry. I'm telling on myself. You guys can just relax. This is, you can just be like, wow, she really has got to have control, right? She's really got to be in control. So is it your finances? Is it your environment or the things around you? Is it your future? You're planning, planning, planning. You see it a certain way. Is it your image? You want to be seen a certain way. You want to live in a certain house, drive a certain car. You care about what people think. Right? Is it people? If they would just do things in my time and not their own, what were they thinking? Right? Is it your children? Now stay with me on this one, because I know that I'm not the only one. Michael? Michael's in the house, guys. 
Your children, you probably don't do this actually, this is probably just me. It's Christmas time, the children are small, and we're decorating the tree. And all the ornaments go on one side of the tree in one small area. Do you leave them there? Or do you say, honey, they look so great, we'll leave them there all season. Or is it your grown children, maybe? And now they have children. So you're the grandparent, and maybe they don't quite do it right. They don't feed your grandchildren when they should get fed. They don't keep them warm enough or cold enough. They don't teach them the right things. They don't walk the right ways. Is it your spouse? Oh, my goodness. If they would just parent like you do. Or pick up their dirty laundry. Or for goodness sakes, just change the toilet paper roll. Please. Right? Is it your coworkers? Why can't they just get this right? Why can't they just do it like me? Like I do. Or... Guys, this almost makes me shudder. Is it your friends? The ones that chew with their mouth open. Really big. Strings. You know what I'm talking about. I don't have to say anymore. Is it them? If they would just close their mouth. Right? People. Is it people? Have you guys ever um, seen or played that game... Um, I think it's Claw or Crane. I've got a... Yeah, that. Have you ever played that? Yeah. The one where you pay like $42 to a... You can get a... Hopefully, get a small stuffed animal, right? That's kind of like it is trying to control a person, right? You get one move forward and one move to the side, and then it goes in for the kill. And nothing. Right? It's like that thing doesn't even work. It's just like... Limp, limp, right? It doesn't pick up anything. It doesn't work. I banned my children from that game, actually. Are you guys ready for a little nugget? You like nuggets? Like, what kind of nugget are we giving out? Chocolate? No. Just because somebody does something differently than you doesn't mean it's wrong. Just because somebody does something differently than you doesn't mean that it's wrong. However, maybe there's some of you out there that also think that a towel should be folded in the thirds. That's all that I'm going to say, right? Anybody else? Thirds, towels, definitely. Okay. Whew, guys, I'm getting free up here. I don't know about you, but I'm just laying all this control down. It's happening right here. All right. You're writing things down. This is number two. Is it worth my concern? Is it worth my concern? These things that you're trying to control, are they worth your concern? For example, is it worth your concern when your kindergartner gets ready and dressed for school and they have pants on that are too short and they have colors that so clash 
And they rip the ponytail holders out of their hair as they're walking into the doors of school on picture day. Will it really matter? Is it worth my concern? Is it going to matter in 10 years? Probably not. How about if the lawn gets mowed on Tuesday instead of Monday? Is that going to throw your schedule off? Like, it just interrupted my schedule. You don't understand. I don't like to be interrupted. I don't like things to change. I have things a certain way. I do this on Monday and this on Tuesday. Yeah, I know. Some of you have your planners out there. You better just put those things away right now. We're not planning our day out. Right? How about this? How about somebody comes to your house, they show up unexpectedly. Your house is a mess. Oh. Right? What do you do? Do you see him coming in the driveway and you shut the curtains? Oh, not home. No, oh, oh. Right? Or do you open it up and you're just like, oh, dear Jesus. Let him look beyond the mess. Right? Man, some of you are like crawling out of your skin. I know. That is not, not fun. Let's look at two people in the Bible. You guys are very familiar with Mary and Martha. Let's go to Luke 10. And we're going to start at verse 38. You've heard the story over and over, but there's something that I want you to see in it. Verse 38, it says, As Jesus and his his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha. (laughs) Can I just stop there for just a second? Now, you know that Martha was upset when Jesus said her name twice. Right? When you're trying to calm somebody down, you're like, Dana, Dana. Right? It goes in like that. It's not just Dana, let's do this. No, it's Dana, Dana, the second. The Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. Is it worth Martha's concern? She has Jesus in her house. Right? Are all those preparations, are all those going to matter? No. They're nice, but they're not going to matter. Mary chose what was more important. Is it worth my concern? Number three. Everybody say, is it mine to control? Is it mine to control? Well, let's see what James says about it. James 4. We're going to verse 13. Now listen. You who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. It's not mine to control, is it? It's not mine. He has a plan. He has a greater plan. He knows what's best for us. You see, when we, the more we try to control something, 
the more we fear losing control. And the more we fear losing control, the more we try to keep control. Let me say it again. You might want to write that down. The more we try to control something, the more we fear losing control. But the more we fear losing control, the more we try to keep it. Now there was a very dirty four-letter word in that that I was just saying, and that is fear. Control is stemmed Control is stemmed by fear, isn't it? Let's look back to a couple of those things we just talked about, right? Remember the kindergartner? They had the short pants and the clashing colors and the ponytail holders out. What am I afraid of? I'm afraid the teachers or the parents are going to say, Oh my goodness, who would send their child to school like that? They must be some parents, right? I'm worried about my image, aren't I? Or I'm concerned about my kids' friends, that they're going to make fun of them, right? Oh, where'd you get your pants? You know, are you going to the, what is it, the flood? Remember that? You know a flood joke. You know what I'm talking about. Is there flood coming? No. My legs are hot, you know? I'm concerned about those things. I'm concerned about my image. How about the lawn? The lawn doesn't get mowed on Monday. It gets mowed on Tuesday. What am I afraid of? I'm afraid my schedule is going to get all messed up and I'm not going to be able to get everything done and I might as well just lay down the whole week because everything is messed up now. Right? Or how about my house that's a wreck and somebody comes over? Again, I'm worried about my image. I'm worried about what I look like, right? Oh, does she always look like this? Does she ever pick up her dirty laundry? Does she ever do the dishes? Right? We think people are going to look at us like that. But it's fear, isn't it? I'm fearing what people are going to think of me. See, when we fear, we become anxious. And when we become anxious, we lose our peace. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation... By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Lay down your need for control. And the peace, everybody say peace, Peace. of God, (laughs) which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. See, when you're anxious, you're trying to control something that isn't yours to control. When you're anxious, you're trying to control something that isn't yours to control. We take control because we think we know what's best. We manipulate and compromise to make things go our way, but in the end... We end up settling for less than God's best. And I don't know about you, but I really don't want less than God's best. I'd really like his best. You? Yes. Amen. Number four. I think it's number four. You're writing it down. Are you counting? It's four, right? Is it for God alone? 
We're going to go to a story, again, about two people you are very familiar with. Before they became Abraham and Sarah, they were Abram and Sarai. Genesis 16 and verse 1. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abram, The Lord has kept me from having children. Go, sleep with my slave. Perhaps, everybody say, perhaps, Perhaps. I can build a family through her. In other words, I know God promised, but he's not doing it in my timing. Therefore, I'm going to take control because I know what's best. Abram agreed to what Sarah said. That's all I'm going to say about that. So after Abram had been living in Canaan ten years, Sarai, his wife, took her Egyptian slave, Hagar, and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar, and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Do you think? She began to despise her mistress. They tried, to cont- they tried to take control of their own destiny, and they stepped over God's promise. They thought they knew what was best, but instead they become anxious in thinking that it wouldn't happen, right? So they walked out of peace, and they settled for less than God's best. Is it for God alone? If he gives a promise, he will fulfill his promise. A few weeks ago, I put out a post on Facebook. And, and I just happened to be doing um, my morning reading. And I decided to read the book of Jonah, right? Which, by the way, if you haven't read through the book of Jonah lately, do it. Because there is so much stuff in there, it's awesome. There is so many nuggets that you'll pull out of there that you're like, what? Never saw that before? Right? But the question that I posed on Facebook was this. I said, I want you to recall, just from your memory, I don't want you to go read the story, but I want you to recall the story as you remember it from Jonah. Right? And so in my own head, I'm even going back to kids' church about what we taught and everything, and the story went like this. Now, this was the response of most people that responded. Not everybody There are some super amazing, totally in the word people that got it exactly right. But for the most part, most responses were like this. Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh, right? And Jonah says, no, I'm not going to go, right? Not only that, but I'm going to get on a boat and go the opposite direction with these sailors and we're going to Tarshish, right? Forget that, I'm not going to Nineveh, I'm not doing it. So, what happens? Jonah's on the boat with the sailors, and God sends a storm. A really, really big storm. The sailors have to throw the cargo over the ship, right, to lighten the load. Still not working. The sailors are like, oh man, what's going on here? We've got to cast lots and find out whose problem this is, right? So they throw out the lots, and they're like, Jonah, man, it's you. What did you do? What happened? He's like, ah. Oh. It's my fault. I didn't listen to God. I should have done that, whatever. Throw me overseas and your problems will be gone. Throw me overboard, right? So what do they do? They throw him overboard, right? And they're like, oh God, we're so sorry if we killed your man, but 
It's causing this problem. So they throw him overboard. He sinks into the water. And then comes along the big whale. The whale comes and he swallows Jonah. And Jonah's like, hey, alive in the belly of a whale for three and three. Correct. And he's like talking, God, I'm so sorry. I totally messed up. I should have gone to Nineveh. You told me I should go to Nineveh. If you don't, they give me another chance, right? So then after three and three, God commands the whale to spit out Jonah onto dry land. Oh, thank you, Jesus, right? And then again, God comes to Jonah and says, Jonah, I want you to go speak to the people of Nineveh. And Jonah says, yes. And the people of Nineveh are saved. Yay! Guys, that is not where the story ends. I'm telling you what. We're going to go to Jonah 4 together. Turn there. I'm serious. You're going to be like, no way. This is not in there. So we're all thinking everybody's woo, so happy, right? Jonah is very angry. And that's where we're picking up in Jonah 4. Okay. Jonah 4, verse 1. But to Jonah, this seemed very wrong. And he became angry. He prayed to the Lord. Isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still home? This is what I tried to forestall or keep from happening by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. But the Lord replied, Is it right for you to be angry? Jonah had gone out and sat down. He threw a temper tantrum, basically, at a place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter, sat in the shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. Then the Lord God provided a leafy plant and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort, and Jonah was very happy about the plant. But at dawn, the next day, God provided a worm, which chewed the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind, and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die and said, it would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? It is, he said, and I'm so angry I wish I were dead. But the Lord said, You have been concerned about this plant, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. And should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh, in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left, and also many animals? See, before obeying God, Jonah had nothing invested into the people of Nineveh. And he just figured they should perish. But see, God was always invested. His plan was that they would always live. His plan is that they would always be saved. Right? Aren't we reminded in 2 Peter 3, 9... The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you. He is patient with me. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance.
Have you ever gotten mad that God didn't punish someone the way that you thought he should? Man, I'm so like Jonah. I'm so Jonah. Can we control God? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No. No. We can't. And there are just some times in our lives, there's going to be things that we don't understand. But those are the moments that we just need to say, God, I don't understand. But I trust you. God, you said trust in the Lord with all my heart and to lean not to my own understanding, but in all my ways acknowledge you and you would direct my paths. I don't understand, but I trust you. See, control restricts. Control control constricts. It keeps us from the very thing that God wants us to have. Freedom. See, when God talked to us about the altar, the altar is a place that we come and we lay down everything before God. God, I can't do it anymore by myself. I'm tired of trying to take control of this. I'm tired of thinking this way about things. I don't know what to do in this situation, God. I don't know why my dad is still sick. God, I can't do it anymore. But see, something amazing happens when we lay it down and we leave it there and we walk away. given God permission to take control. You can't do it. I can't do it. We need to lay it down and let it go because that's not the life that he has for us. See, he gave, he came to give his life for us. He came for freedom. He said, I want to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. That isn't anxiety, but peace, mercy, kindness, goodness. Will you stand with me this morning? And you know, there's some of us here this morning, maybe we've never even made that decision.
that's you this morning, receiving Jesus is a very personal decision. It's not about anybody else. It's about you, and it's about Jesus. And so if that's you this morning, I just want you to repeat after me. We'll say it all together. You're not alone. Jesus, I've messed up. I've made some mistakes. But I want to know this peace. I want to walk in forgiveness. I want to be in freedom. And God, you said in your word, in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that I can, if I confess you is Jesus, and that you are Lord, and that if I believe in my heart, that God raised you from the dead, that I would be saved. So God, this moment, it's my decision, not my family's, not my friends, not the people that have been holding things over me. It's my decision. So I call out to you and say, Jesus, you are Lord. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead and I stand saved free today in Jesus name Amen Hallelujah Heaven rejoices Amen Everybody else and probably some of those that just received Jesus I want you to hold your hands out question that we asked, and the question was, what is it that I'm trying to control? And there were things that came to your mind, and you thought about them, but right now, I want you to literally pick them up and hold them in your hands right now. And what you're going to notice is the longer you hold it, and the more you think about it, and the more things that come to mind, it's going to get heavier. Because God didn't intend for you to hold that. He intended for you to give that to him at the altar. So think of all those things. Don't leave one thing out. I want you to load this plate up as full as it can get. All those instances, those people, those circumstances, those schedules, those finances, your health, everything you're trying to control yourself it's not yours to control and now you might think it's going to look silly but I want you to act like a bodybuilder we're going to take it one step up now you're going to hold it up here see because when we raise our hands that's a step of surrender to the Lord isn't it but it's still heavy because you're still holding it the heavier it's going to get because your muscles are starting to shake. They're starting to tremble. But they're heavy also because you're still holding on to it. You're still holding on to all those things that you're trying to control. And when I count to three this morning, what you're going to do is you're going to throw them not at me because I don't want them. But you're going to throw them up here at the altar. And when you release, I'm telling you what, something great is going to happen. Release 
out with blessing. Leave free, walk free. Don't pick the things up that you just now. When you walk out the door, choose to make it different. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and leave.